Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillah walhamdulillahi wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in. Moments ago we heard a beautiful recital by our graduate himself. In it there is an explanation, only one of many in the Qur'an, of what exactly the Qur'an is. Ya O people, a reminder has come to you from your Lord. He who made you sent you a message. That's what it is. He who created you, sophisticated man, with an identity of his own, unique. The one who made you has sent you something to read. Find out about yourself. Find out about him. Find out about everything in existence. It's amazing how every individual has a different thumbprint from the first of our species, Adam, to the last one whom we don't know who exactly that's going to be. This is not a coincidence. When people say everything came in coincidentally, to be very fair, the fact that you can distinctly identify every single human being differently proves the existence of a maker. Done. Every single one of us, you cannot cheat, you cannot deny, you cannot lie. Your DNA is different, your thumbprint is different, the way your hair grows, the pattern and design is different, and everything about you is unique. That's it. There's no one that can be mixed up for another because Allah has a day of judgment in which the records shall be delivered. There cannot be even the least of doubt on that day. Subhanallah. And this is why we as believers believe firmly in the maker himself. And those who say it's a coincidence, let's ask them, why has there never coincidentally been two identical identifications? Why? They should have been, if it was coincidence, I mean, there are chances that perhaps two could have been, maybe, with the same thumbprint. Chance. What's the chance? Zero. Never has been. I can take it further. I come from Africa. Many of you probably have visited every zebra, every leopard, every cheetah. The stripes, the spots are uniquely distinct from the first of its species right to the end of the species. No two are exactly the same. Never, ever. Allah. Ya ayyuhannas, O people, qad ja'atkum maw'idatum min rabbikum. This reminder, a message has come to you from your Rabb, the one who made you, the one who is in control of your life. We become helpless at a certain point when we are sick and medicine begins to perhaps dilly-dally and say we don't know what exactly might be the cause. We realize, wallahi, we are from Allah, we have to go back to Allah. Well, we've been repeating that statement ever since. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. So Allah says, in this book, there is something else. Maw'idah is one. Wa shifa'un lima fi sudur. 
cure for that which lies within the chest. What is in the chest? We know the heart is within the ribcage. We know that when we say what's in your chest, we mean the purification of your heart in every way that it could be. Number one, Allah's created humankind in such a unique way that sickness is generally told with a simple blood test. The blood runs through the veins and the headquarters of that is the heart. That's the heart. If it is pure and good, the whole body is pure and good in terms of physical purity. One little flutter in the way it pumps and next thing it's your little qiyama because you wonder what's going on. The same would apply spiritually and religiously in your connection with Allah, in your character and conduct, in your thinking, in everything else. If the heart is straight and your heart is clean as we say. When we say my heart is clean, you're not talking of your blood, are you? You're talking of your heart being clean as in you don't hold malice, you don't hold jealousy. Allah says the Quran has in it shifa, shifa for that which is in the, in the chest, the heart to begin with and then everything else. So you want cure of your physical ailments, turn to the Quran. You want cure of your Spiritual maladies turn to the Quran. My brothers, my sisters, we are not doing enough with the Quran. What we are actually doing in terms of recitation or learning its meaning or learning how to improve recital or to understand the rules and regulations therefrom and so on is never enough. It's the word of Allah. It's called Kalamullah, the word of Allah. Imagine Allah whom you and I are totally dependent on. That's his word. Give it some respect. Read it on a daily basis. He tells you, don't read it for any other reason besides the fact that you will earn my pleasure and it's not going to benefit me when you read, it's benefiting you. What is in it? In it is guidance. In it is shifa. In it is a reminder from the one who made you. Brothers and sisters, when you are diagnosed a sickness, first thing you do, turn to the Quran. We don't do that. But Allah says shifa. We don't do that. Turn to the Quran. Give it importance. Read it. Recite it. Learn it. Check its meaning. Master it. You will be cured automatically. Do you know there are verses of the Quran that have in them cure? Cure and protection. We are taught, read, even the jinn kind will stay away from you. Imagine. If that's how powerful the word of Allah is, that I just read it. I just recited it, subhanallah. And what happened around me, the whole environment became at peace with me. La ilaha illallah. We don't give enough importance to the Quran. The whole environment became at peace with you because you read Ayatul Kursi thrice. Is that not true? Do you not think the Lord of the worlds who has given you that honor and privilege to protect yourself through repeating his words a few times morning and evening would cure the diseases that medicine has not been able to cure for you just by reading the Quran cover to cover. I'm sure inside there were verses I repeated and recited that were cure of a specific disease that I may not even have known that I had. May Allah grant us shifa. 
You want stability of the mind, turn to the Qur'an. Stability of the heart, turn to the Qur'an. You want religious improvement, turn to the Qur'an. Turn to the Qur'an. So we need to do more. Allah says, مَوْعِذَةٌ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ وَشِفَاءٌ لِمَا فِي الصُّدُورِ وَهُدًا وَرَحْمَةٌ In it there is guidance and mercy. Do you want the mercy of Allah? Turn to the Qur'an. Today, what are we doing here? We are celebrating the memorization of the Qur'an. إِنَّا نَحْنُ نَزَّلْنَا الذِّكْرَ وَإِنَّا لَهُ لَحَافِظُونَ That's one verse. Another one. وَلَقَدْ يَسَّرْنَا الْقُرْآنَ لِلذِّكْرِ فَهَلْ مِنْ مُدَّكِرِ Two separate verses. One, Allah says, we have revealed this book and we will protect it. The second one, Allah is saying, we've made it easy to memorize, to understand, to practice upon who is prepared to do that. So these two are connected because if Allah has accepted you to memorize, to understand, to put into practice, it means He's used you as part of the protection mechanism He's put in place for the Quran. That's what it is. So consider it an honor. They say one who memorizes the Qur'an will be able on the day of judgment to intercede on behalf of 10 of his family members whom were not supposed to have gone into Jannah immediately. And he can say, no, these people are with me. Subhanallah, you walk through. May Allah make us truly huffaz. A hafiz, you know in, our, in Arabic as well as in Urdu, it means one who protects. Hafiz, hifadat means to protect, right? You protect the Qur'an, not just by memorizing it, but by ensuring that you've practiced upon it. It has improved your character. When Aisha was asked about the character of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he said, Kana Quran. She said that his akhlaq was just the Qur'an. You read the Qur'an? Yes, well, that was his akhlaq, his character. Exemplary, amazing. And in the Quran, Allah says, You are upon the greatest level of character. So, when you learn the Quran, it should show in your character. Calm down, speak with respect, no swear words. You have the Quran in your heart, you have the Quran on your lips. You, if the powerful words of Allah protect you, then the bad and evil words of shaitan will drop that guard. The hadith says, when a person lies, that the angels go away because of the stench of them from the mouth of that person, but you can't smell it, I can't either. You might put a menthol or a little strong chewing gum in there, doesn't make a difference to the angels. Your bad words are your bad words. If a powerful word protects you, a bad word will actually render you without any protection. Remember this. So none of us, we are the people of the ummah. Ummah of what? Ummah of the Quran, the sunnah of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. We should be ashamed when we utter a swear word. Those two do not come together from a mu'min. May Allah forgive us. Let's change our ways today. We can make an intention. No more swear words. I'm going to read the Quran. The powerful words protect me. The bad words must never come out of my mouth. So, when Allah accepts an individual, remember, it is Allah's grace and fadl. It is said that the same person who is 
who has memorized the Quran, if their parents played a role in inspiring them, in helping them, in assisting them in whatever way possible, in cheering them on, they will be made to wear a crown on the day of judgment. It's not easy. It's not a joke. What do the mothers do today? What do the fathers do today? A lot of effort on the children. My child must become hafid. But the child is only born. Before the child is born, the mother is saying, Oh Allah, make my child a hafid. Am I right or wrong? And when the child is born, they, want, they try this and they try that. The concern within an individual, male or female, to make the child a hafid, that concern itself is mubarak. It is blessed. Because even if the child does not become a hafid, that child's life will be blessed the concern of the parents will ensure that minimum is they have a decent Islamic upbringing. That's a good concern. May Allah help us. Our children are deeply affected by what we do when they are young. So watch how you use social media. Watch how you speak. Watch your character and conduct because your children will mimic that. You want your child to become a hafiz, but you've never read the Quran and the child does not see you reading salah either. What's going to happen? You want to help your child? Let the child see you in love with the Quran. You read the Quran, you're happy, you're smiling. You come out and you're in a good mood. The child will say, I also want to learn. We look at it as a burden. It shouldn't be. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. So, when you make an effort to put the Qur'an in your heart, Allah has guaranteed that He will protect you. If Ayatul Kursi alone thrice can create a barrier between you and shaitan or the jinn kind, what do you think the whole Qur'an will create? Subhanallah. Subhanallah. So now when Allah says, we have revealed the book and we will protect it. It means when you have it in your heart, Allah has guaranteed He will protect it in your heart. You are a VIP. You have close circuit protection. What's the reason? I got the Quran in me. I'm walking. I don't need to fear anything because I've got the Quran in my heart. I am brave. I can do anything and everything that is upright. Why? Because I've got, Allah, I've got the Qur'an in my heart. No one can harm, no one can attack, no one can do anything. No one can touch me unless Allah has allowed something. Because Allah promised He's going to look after the Qur'an. And where did you put it? The cleverest place ever in your heart. Subhanallah. Isn't it worth making an effort, my brothers and sisters? My brothers and sisters, no matter how old you are, make an intention today, I'm going to memorize the Qur'an. Make an intention today. Even if you're in your 50s, 60s, 70s and beyond. Make an intention today. I'm going to memorize the Quran. Start with one ayah. Two ayahs. Allah will open the doors in a way that you will manage to memorize much more than you thought. Because the Quran, unlike any other thing to memorize, is unique. Try to memorize anything else at a young age when you're sharp. It's not easy. But when people tell you you won't be able to memorize because you are now 40 years old, I tell them the Sahaba were mostly around that age. Subhanallah. They were around that age, weren't they, initially? May Allah make it easy for all of us. So 
to look after the Quran, you're actually looking after yourself. Let me tell you something else. Have you heard the dua of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him? Allahumma ja'alil Quran al-azima rabi'a qulubina wa nura sudurina wa jala'a ahzanina wa dhahaba humumina wa humumina wa qa'idana wa sa'iqana wa dalilana ila jannatika. Jannatin na'im. O oh Allah, make the Qur'an the spring of our hearts. The joy, the growth, when spring comes, people celebrate it. Right now in southern Africa, it is spring. It has just come in. And they tell the little children, wow, spring has come in, you know, now this will happen and that will happen. Well, your heart also deserves growth. Don't you want to see it blossoming? So the blossoming of your heart, how will it come? If Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam made a dua to make the Quran the blossoming of our hearts, there has to be a connection between the two. Can't be that it's not. Would you like your heart to blossom? Which means, do you want to be a happy person who lives in the pleasure of Allah, content, always smiling, never worried about anything? Wallahi, the response is, how connected are you with the Quran? Those who are connected and plugged in with the Quran are never ever depressed. Impossible. If it is, it's human and a little bit, you quickly come out of it. Because obviously human nature, sadness, happiness, it happens to all of us. But you won't go down. No, not beyond that level of drowning. Never, never, never. No, you might struggle. Human beings, you lose someone. It's normal, natural to be sad, to cry. It's okay. Crying is a beautiful coping mechanism that's naturally given by Allah. It's fine to cry, but there's no yelling, screaming, questioning Allah. It doesn't happen. You're a hafiz. You have the Quran in your heart. It doesn't happen. Subhanallah. On top of that, Allah will provide you sustenance. Go and check the hafaz. Which one of them is, has died of hunger? Check them. Subhanallah. May Allah make it easy. So you want sustenance? Make an effort with the Quran. You want to look for a job? Make an effort with the Quran. You want doors to open? Make an effort with the Quran. And if those doors are closing, something is wrong between you and the Quran. Either you're not reading it enough, either you're not trying to perfect the recitation, either you're not interested in its meaning, or either you're not putting it into practice. Or the last one is either you're not conveying it to others or teaching it to your children and so on. That's what it is. So the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him's dua is mega powerful. Oh Allah, make the Quran, make the Quran the blossoming and the growth of our hearts. Quran al the great Quran, What else? Make it the light of our chests, the light of my heart. What, it, what should it be? It's actually the chest, a sadr. But what is meant is make it a light for us, nur. Your face shines, your actions shine. Allah gives barakah in your wealth. Allah gives blessings in everything you do. Your, your home is filled with ronaq. It's filled with beauty. It's filled with that light, ambience. That's amazing. Why? It's a home wherein the Quran is recited. That's what it is. Enter the masjid, any masjid. When the non-Muslims have entered the houses of Allah, they will tell you, I feel a tranquility and a peace. Have you not seen it? The open days. If a non-Muslim can feel that tranquility and peace, what about us? 
Connect yourself with the Quran and see how you will feel tranquility and peace even on your musalla as you see it. That's sajada when you're about to fulfill salah. The minute you lay it, it's beautiful. Beautiful scent. You feel nice. You're fresh. You made wudu. You're coming. You touch the Quran and you're happy. That reminds me, yes, it's okay to read from your phone, no harm. It's okay to read from your app, no harm. It's still one notch better to read from the Quran itself. The printed version. Reason is, this one you don't really need wudu for it. That one you do. So which one has a little higher virtue? You see, it's permissible. We're not saying no. But I'm only giving you a point of note. My brothers and sisters, check that dua. Let me finish it for you before I leave. It says, Allahumma ja'alil Qur'an al-azimah rabi'a qulubina wa nura sudurina wa jala'a ahzanina jala'a The detachment of what? Our sadnesses. We don't want to be sad. Oh Allah, take away our sadness. Through what? Through the Quran. That hadith means when you have sadness, turn to the Quran. The Quran will take away your sadness. It is the word of Allah. Sometimes you're sad. What do you do? You can have this tablet and that pill and sleeping this and whatever, whatever. May Allah protect all of us. Wallahi, the one who turns to the Quran, repeats it, learns it, reads it more and more and more and more is the happiest of the lot. Sadness will fly away, literally. Our worries, our anxieties, oh Allah, let them go through what? Through the Quran. Make the Quran a means of the going away of our worries and anxieties. Al-humum wal-humum. My brothers and sisters, shouldn't we turn to the Quran? Don't you agree with me when I said we're not doing enough? We've got to do more. Pick it up, do it. Make sure after your farad salah, sit for a moment, pick up anything. You don't have something on your phone, no harm. Read two verses, close it. Was it too much? Read the meaning of it or attend a little lesson of tafsir once a week, twice a week, whatever it may be. Go, make an effort, your worries will go. It's, it will be as though Allah is talking to you. That is Allah. So, at the end, make it our leader, make it our guide to what? To Jannah, the Jannah that belongs to you, the highest ranks of Jannah. May Allah Almighty grant us all Jannah. What a beautiful dua. What lovely verses of the Quran. Look at what gift Allah has bestowed upon us. The greatest gift you and I have is the gift of Iman. And that gift of Iman comes hand in hand with the book of Allah. Imagine Allah who made you as sophisticated as you are, as good as you think you may be. Allah has made you not only unique, but he who made you gave you something to say. Read this. How can you not read it? He says, when you read it, you will have so many benefits, so much of goodness that you won't even imagine. That's the Quran for you. So these words were inspired by our Hafiz, MashaAllah, Tabarakallah, and Mubarak to the entire Tanweer family. May Allah bless you and all of your offspring and keep us all steadfast on the deen and may it be an inspiration for all of us to learn and memorize no matter what age it is. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala truly connect us to him and may he make us such that we become what is known as Ahlul Quran. 
the people who are connected to the Quran. Obviously, I must quickly clarify that in no ways are we belittling the sunnah of Nabi Muhammad sallallahu The two are intertwined. They are connected. The Quran and the sunnah, they come in hand in hand. Because there are some people who sit and say, I take whatever's in the Quran, everything else I don't want to hear. That's wrong. Because you take what's in the Quran, it will lead you automatically to the Prophet ﷺ and the entire Sunnah. So may Allah Almighty grant us blessings.